All right, Chavir, let's start now. We, uh, Baruch Hashem, we've, been doing, we've had this Chavur for a while, and we're always listening to other people's musics and trying tr- music and trying to understand on our level what the, you know, what they're saying, because they mean they mean a lot. The music means a lot. The words mean a lot. The combination means even more. And so it's a big uh, it's a big schuss for us to have one of the the musical artists nowadays who's really. His words, if you look at his words, every single word is dripping with, with Kedusha, with Devakis, hope, with connection. He's always uh, singing from the depths, connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu, trying to crown the king, looking for Hashem's mercy, flying his wings, always on his way to be adored by Hashem. Just dropping some names of songs. <laughs> no one got that. We can keep going. But uh, Baruch Hashem, so, so Nisan Black's here with us tonight. He's going to actually speak about a song of his that's not even released yet. So whatever you hear tonight, you've got to keep it quiet until Lag Bomer, when it's going to come out. Yeah. So everybody has the words in front of them. We're going to, so tonight we get to add. So Nisan's going to speak about the song personally, because this is what we want to hear. Then we'll listen to the song. If you don't want to listen to the song, by all means, you could close your ears for a few minutes. Then... Then we'll speak about the song like we always do, in our way, trying to understand what the, what the artist was trying to convey, how we understand it, how I understand it, and then we'll listen to it again, as always. And if Nisan wants to add something, it's his floor, it's his song. So without uh, further ado. Thank you guys so much. Um, this is special for me. I don't know if it's a treat for you, but it's a treat for me. I was telling everybody here, you know, I, I, I generally... I've always I've always fantasized about you know putting Rashi's to my lyrics you know inside the booklets, and you know by the time I really was ready to do it, CDs went out of went out of style. You know? so, <laughs> so it's uh, broken shin. It's a big treat for me. So this song in particular, "Lifted," um, came about these I would say the last three four records that I released came after major awakening I was able to have with the ship. I went on this, you know, my journey in, in general has been one of, of really being a Vakshish and really looking for a ship and all, all me, by all means necessary, really looking for a ship. So you get to a place where you feel like and you felt like, wow, mama, I found you a ship, I'm never going to let you go. And, and no matter how many times you see and how, how many times you read in this form of Kedoshim, about the tzaddikim having ureters, and you need a ureter with Tzorok Aliyah. And what if a person arrives, he has to have the ureters. A person thinks that he's like the Chofetz Chaim or the Baal Shem Tov or somebody at the time where he feels a major debacus in his orders, but you really like him when you feel like a bum. When you feel like a bum and you feel dejected, that's when you like the tzaddikim, because they all pass through that place, for sure. We don't know how much high they are, but we know for sure each one of them had to have it down. So I was found myself all of a sudden feeling like I lost all my superpowers. I spoke to Dove about this. I'm going to get very, very AA with you guys. I felt like I lost my superpowers and voted to Shem, and I felt like Hashem put me in a hastara for about a three, three and a half year period. What I mean by my superpowers is I went maybe two and a half years without really having too much conversations with, with any, any female. Let alone, I didn't see a female. I think I just now know what Allison looks like over the last eight years. <laughs> Let alone, I never looked. I just didn't look. I went to a very, very deep place of working on this Inya Kedush, Sabrisha Shem, and I spent every single day 
at least, at the minimum, I was doing two hours every single day praying to Hashem on Kedusha Sabris and Tahara on Kedusha. That was it. That was the only thing I would talk to Hashem about. I didn't have anything else. My rutzum was so strong that that was like that for a couple years. I fell into a place one weekend. I was just, just out. And all of a sudden, I had every single taiva in the book, every single thing possibly that you could think of. I was afraid. I came back home, and I did not feel like myself. I didn't do anything. I wasn't yotzi anything. Nothing. I didn't fall in those three years in the, in the general way. But for me, I lost my superpower. Something was done. I didn't feel like Hashem was with me anymore. And it didn't hit me until one day my wife called me and said, do you feel like Hashem is gone? I was like, yeah, I feel like Hashem is gone. And I started panicking. I went for a whole entire week to Tzfas, I took out a Adira, I did Tani Dibur, I didn't eat for three days, I stood by the cover of the Ari, I'm telling you this whole entire week, every single night I was diving to Hashem, I had everything to myself, because nobody's hanging out in graveyards at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, but I, I, I really, really was Hashem, I didn't feel anything, again, cold, stone cold, I went back another day, 17 hours straight, I was by the cover, 17 hours straight. Went back another another week later on, 15 hours. And I'm feeling like I can't feel Hashem and I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. And I sort of started to go in a way where um, a lot of opportunities started coming towards me. And as the opportunities are coming, also more people. And when you're in any field, you already have people around you. When you're in the music entertainment, entertainment field, everybody has an idea on what they can do for you and what you can do for everybody else, right? Everybody's got an opinion on what, what they can make out of you, right? So there's more and more opportunities. Everybody's saying to me, even rabbi, rabbis, rabbis, tzaddikim that I was close to, you know, you got to go out, you got to get the world, you got to speak in the Lushen that everybody can understand. And the more and more I started making more and more music, more and more music, I started to feel like I'm going out, I'm giving hashpa, but I'm, I'm sacrificing my, I'm putting my own self on an altar, I'm putting all my own avodas Hashem, I'm putting everything I know about Hashem on an altar. And I felt cold. I felt like Hashem left me. And I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm still going through the motions and I'm living. But that whole entire idea of feeling so distant from Hashem and not really feeling like I know what it is that Hashem wants from me at that point was very, very hard for me to navigate like that. So I was at a very, very rough, rough crossroads. I got sick with Corona. I ended up in the hospital. So it's towards the, the end of this, this long journey, I guess I would say. I ended up in the hospital for about six days. You can hold wherever you want to hold on this. I started reading that, you know, from people as these different groups and everybody saying to Aileen. And I was in there. I was on oxygen. That was it. But the news wrote way different things. They were, <laughs> one of them wrote I was a Ghana already. The other one wrote I was on the back. And I'm trying to figure out why they keep lying. Why are they making up all these stories? And I'm in there. So I start releasing videos from the hospital. Guys, I'm okay. I'm just on oxygen. I appreciate the feelings, you know. But it was a complete shaking going on. But it makes you start thinking. I'm starting thinking to myself, am I really that bad? Maybe I am. Is this a respirator? I thought it was oxygen. They told me it was oxygen. <laughs> And I thought I was conscious, made my mom conscious. I'm trying to think the whole thing. I should my dying. The whole thing. Anxiety, everything. I started dealing with anxiety, all different type of things. But while you're in that type of situation and the person's backed up against the wall, you start really thinking. And Hashem allowed me to really dig deep, real, really dig deep. And what happened was I came out and I had a lot of stuff on the background, a lot of music. So we just started releasing music to get, get it out of my system. And I don't know what it was exactly, but 
I started, I found a different place, a different mountain by the water in Beit There's water in Beit Shemesh, can you believe it? There's somewhere in Beit Shemesh that they, they have some water. And I found my place because one of my biggest things is when I was in Seattle, I had so much water. I used to always go out by the lakes at night, you know, 12 o'clock in the morning, with beautiful lakes, and I would stay there. I would book some beautiful. So I found this place over there. I found the mountain. And I'm able to talk to Shim with so much clarity, so much clarity, and I start going out. More and more and more, spending time. I start to feel like, uh, safe to say, got my mojo back a little bit. And all of a sudden, it was like a bright light of clarity. Just coming in, clarity, clarity. What's Ruts on the ship? What do I, I have to do my thing? Everybody wants authenticity and they want you to be the you that you can be in order to make them feel better if, about being themselves. Even if it means they get to be a ball tiger still, right? You know, to be yourself, be, be, be the you. But they're not saying be the you that's the panemius. They want you to be the you that allows them to feel comfortable with, with doing the things that they're not, that they probably shouldn't be doing. So anyway, I had real big clarity. I was sitting over there and I'm crying, crying to Hashem. And every single day I'm coming back from his boat of this. There's another song in my head. More, more tefillas that I'd say to Hashem. There's another song in my head. And boom, I pop out one. There's another song. There's another song higher. So um, I started working with this producer through this website that my brother hooked me up with. He's also a producer. He usually produced my music, but he was in a different lane than where I was going. So he, he had already introduced me to a certain place. So I started working with this producer online, buying music from him. And we have some back and forths. And I want to do business one way. He wants to do it another way. But nevertheless, we continue working. So I released one song. I think the first song that I released from this batch was the song Higher, and he messages back to me. I have no idea anything about this guy, some guy in London, whatever, and i just messaging him going back and forth, and um, after the song comes out, he reaches out to me, and I bought three, three pieces from him, and he says, he says, the song was amazing, wow, it was so blah, blah, blah. He says, by the way, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I was born in Haifa And he starts typing me in Hebrew <laughs> I said this guy couldn't get away Even if he wanted to He couldn't get away <laughs> So we did that We did change together And then I had this record lifted And I, I'm listening to this music And there's only two people in my mind That could possibly do this song with me And I have no lyrics for it yet But it's, it's crying The music is crying I can hear the crying And all of the notes that's being played there and I said, I need somebody on this record that's going to be able to bring out the emotion that I'm feeling. I didn't write any words yet. I had two people in mind. Um, one was Yishai and one was Levi. What happened was I had lost Yishai Rebo's phone number. Big <laughs> He had changed. You know, people get. I'm probably gonna change mine in a couple of weeks. Also, people get your number. They message you all the time. So he changed. Every week he right, right. So people had been messaging. So he had changed his number. Whatever. So, um, I thought of Levy. I sent this to Levy. Now Levy, I was just, I was just telling him, Levy is. You know, he's he's in his. I'm an artist also, but he's in his own mind. So usually, you know, you message him. They'll get back to you six, seven days later, you know, something like that or whatever. So I didn't expect for it to, to happen so quickly, but I sent it to him. It was already by the next day he had a demo to, to the record. It was so beautiful, and his words, like, captured everything. I said, Levy, please record it now. So he recorded his, and in the midst of him recording it, I recorded mine. And uh, he sent it to me, and I, I put it all together. I sent it back to him, and that was his first time hearing what I said. He said, 
No, 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 you got to send it back. You went too powerful for me. I got I to go deep. I got to pull from my, <laughs> got to pull from my gut, you know, for this. And uh, so we created this masterpiece. And these are mamish, my words to Hashem. These are my tefillahs, me crying by that river, talking to Hashem. And uh, it came to be my favorite song uh, that I have out right now. That's until the next song comes out. But at least yeah. this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is really... It's not even out yet. Uh, in, a, in a panemius type of way, like in a qualius type of way, this is probably my favorite song that I've done to, done to date. Um, there's one that's eclipsing, but it won't, it won't be out for another like five, six months. But that's, uh, this one is uh, from the heart. He's talking about Levy Robin, if anybody Levy Robin. Levy Robin, who we've, right. we've used. So let's listen to the song now.
That's a good. That's a good song. So, uh, I didn't speak to Nisa about this song before. I saw the words. I really, I looked at the words pretty much this morning, in a deep way. And I, as I looked at the words, I tried to get inside of them and let them get inside of me. I realized that these words are shaykh to the moment we're in right now. This is man. As we always try to connect the words of the songs we listen to, to the parasha, to the zman. So as I looked at these words, I was, I was taken by, by, we'll talk about it in a minute. There's two aspects to this song, two different emotions. And it, it, really, it really connects to this man. And I think it's going to connect really to everything that he was, Anissa was saying a few minutes ago. And you'll tell me. So let's, let's go in our way. Let's speak about where we're holding right now. So first of all, actually, I'll ask, I'll ask two questions on the song. I'd like to ask questions. Like, I'm not allowed to give the answer? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. I got my chance first. You had your chance. <laughs> so two questions. Number one, you see there's two, two main paragraphs here. In certain ways, if you just read them pretty quickly, they sound somewhat, somewhat the same. Maybe. Obviously, they're not. What's the difference between the two paragraphs? What's the difference? Is it, is it one flow or is it really two different parts of his calling out? This two. And number two, so that's, that's a question of Nisim because he wrote, he wrote those lyrics. But then the, uh, what do you call it? The chorus? I don't know. Yeah, the chorus. The chorus, which was written by Levi Robin. So he says, I've been down and I've been twisted. Oh Lord, get me lifted. High above the stars where there's no limit. Oh Lord, get me lifted. So everybody knows about getting down. We're always down, ups and downs. You read this in Elias, you read this in Elias. What's, I've been twisted. What is that? What does Levi mean by that? Is that the same thing as getting down? Is it different? That's something that you've probably never heard in a song. We've been down, but down and out maybe, down and hard to get up, down and twisted? What's that? So those are the two questions that we're going to come to answer at the end. So where are we holding right now? So we know that whatever Klal Yisrael went through, anything that happened in the Torah, the Avos, Klal Yisrael, so we have to understand that we also, we go through that. We go through the, the, the tendencionos, like Avram Vino, everybody has their own tendencionos. There's 42 Masos in the Midbar. The Baal Shem says that everybody has their 42 travels. So everybody has that, personally, as Klal Yisrael. So where are we holding right now? So right now, we're right between Mitzrayim, and Harsina. We left Mitzrayim, Pesach, and we're going to hit Harsinai a few more days. Right in Sivan. We're right in the middle. And of course, our eyes are always towards Eretz Yisrael. Right? We're always looking towards Eretz Yisrael. So the journey leaving Mitzrayim, we know 49 levels of Tumah, 49 days of Sir Omer. So every single day that we're traveling out of Mitzrayim, right? Second day of Pesach, and on, when we start counting the Omer, every single day of the Omer is a removal of one step of Tum. 
So every single day until we get to Har Sinai, we're still removing Mitzrayim from us. Physically, we left very quickly. They were destroyed seven days later. But we haven't, we're not, the culmination of the leaving of Mitzrayim is not until Har Sinai. So as long as we're traveling through the Midbar, through the Sirius Omer, we're still in Mitzrayim trying to shed it, you know, let it, let it out. 49, 48, 47, 46 levels of Tumah, 44 levels, of, until we finally get back to where we're supposed to be, to get the Harsina, to get the Torah. Because we know that even though we had Gulas Mitzrayim, Harbalashonas of Gula, to get out of Mitzrayim, but we didn't get yet Chedcheiras. And Gula is Gula and there's Cheiras. We're not going to go into the big difference between the two now, it's not for now. But Ein Lecha Ben Choren Elo, what does Chazal say? Misha Osir you're not a ben chor until you're osik b'tamat Torah, so you, you can't. There's no there's no full freedom. We don't have the cheres olam mamish until we get to Sinai. So right now, we're still somewhat in Mitzrayim trying to get rid of it. But not only that, if you pay attention, if you learn, if you read the psukim, try to keep the timeline. Something else happened during this time, right around now. The seder olam says. It was during the, the week of the 23rd of Iyar. Some say it was the 27th, 28th of Iyar. What happened? Amalek attacked us. Right? Amalek attacked us right now. In between Mitzrayim and Harsinai, smack in the middle, could be 25th day of, right, right in the middle, is Amalek. Right? So we're still shedding Mitzrayim from us. We're not fully done. And we know Amalek attacks us. And Amalek wants to destroy us. Now we know, everybody's heard about these battles, these enemies. So just the Chazer over, who are these enemies? So no, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim's an Indian of Taiva. Mitzrayim's an Indian of Tumo. Mitzrayim's an Indian of, of getting stuck. Atzlus, Atzlus. People get stuck in their Taivas. It's hard to get out of their Taivas. They feel alone. Right? That's what happens. That's the Ishtalshalas. A person gets into the Taivas, then he starts to distance himself from other people. He feels like he's alone. He feels like no one else is going through anything. He feels distant from himself, from his family, from, from a Kodesh Baruch. Who's a Malik? Malik of the Balagaiva. Ram, right? Gematria Ram, the Gematria Hori. Bilbul Hadas, they confuse us. Sophic doubt, a type of confusion. A crooked way of thinking. Or maybe we'll call it twisted. Right? So the Malik is a crooked way of thinking. And in that way, when you also have this, a way of thinking that you think no one understands you, and because you are, could be, you are twisted and crooked, you also feel alone, and you feel distant from a Kaddish Baruch. Now, each other, I mean each other, each one on their own, if you're being attacked by Mitzrayim, that's harsh. If you're being attacked by a Amalek, that's harsh. But what happens when you're attacked by both we're still leaving Mitzrayim. We're still holding by Mitzrayim. We still have a lot of Mitzrayim in us. And then Amalek attacks us on top of that. A combo attack. So we're stuck in Tumah, Taivas, Atzas and Atzas. We haven't broken out of that yet. And now Amalek comes on top and confuses us and evolves. That's devastating. That's absolutely devastating. Mitzrayim gets a person to fall down. And Amalek says... Ha, you can't get back up. Right? They convince us, you can't get back up. 
Mitzrayim is metameos. We feel impure, we feel dirty. And Amalek says, whispers in our ear, game over, buddy. You're never going to come pure again. Like they convince us, they twisted thinking. Mitzrayim seduces us. And Amalek says, this is who you are, man. Don't fight it. Just, just do. Just go. Just do that stuff. That's double whammy. That's what happens all the time to us. We're constantly attacked by both. And sometimes, what's the problem? When you're attacked by both, you don't always know which is which. How do you fight against Mitzrayim when it's really a mullik and you're going up against a mullik and it's Mitzrayim and you're not sure what to do? And so then, you're stuck. You're mamish alone. You're in the dirt. I don't even know if I can get up. Am I awake? Am I sleeping? You know the times when you're sleeping, you take a nap and you, you, you wake up you can't move your body and you're trying to when you get scared but the real the reason is because you're not really awake until you finally wake up a few minutes later and you're like oh I wasn't even awake you don't even know who you are sometimes we get confused in life sometimes it happens there's periods in life that that happens we could be going on with our superpowers for a long time and then bam in the middle of a journey Mitzrayim Amalek Amalek Mitzrayim confusion doubts Says bad. And this is the journey from Mitzrayim to Arsina. This is our life. This is the process that we're constantly going through. We start in Mitzrayim. We end up, we break out, we fight, we get to Harsinai, and then we start again in Mitzrayim. Right? It's a cycle of our life. But what do we do? We're on the way. We're getting attacked. So what's the tikkun? What's the Kaddish Baruch Hu going to send us? So Baruch Hashem, He did send us. This coming week, we have some special days. And even though these special days did not occur at the same time that we left Mitzrayim, getting to Harsinai, this happened afterwards. But if there ha- well, we know how the cycle of the calendar is, it's cyclical. And a Kurdish Baruch who can have later events stick into earlier problems, and, and we can live nowadays, right now, we're leaving Mitzrayim, going to Harsinai like they were few thousand years ago and at the same time we could be on the journey going through Pesach Sheini and La Gomer on the way Kaddish Baruch sent us two amazing days which mean big things that on the way trying to rid ourselves from Mitzrayim and being attacked by a Amalek Kaddish Baruch gave us Pesach Sheini and La Gomer to help us obviously Pesach Sheini is connected to Yitzhak Mitzrayim it's Pesach Sheini First Pesach was when we left Mitzrayim the first time. And it was rough. And we weren't fully out. Something about Pesach Sheini helps us every year. Get out of Mitzrayim, if we understand what Pesach Sheini is. And Lag Omer, which happened a long time after. So I just saw it today, and only Bilvavi could do this. Bilvavi Mishkan Evdom, Yitzhak Schwartz. You know him at all? Are we too much words? Yeah. Unknown, He's like unknowable in a certain way. Yeah, he's he very doesn't allow himself to be known. Yeah, he doesn't. He's very secretive. <laughs> but he says, he's like a little bit like Rajbi. <laughs> <clears throat> he says, what's the day, Lag Bomer? It's Yud Ches Iyar. Right? Chai Iyar. Chai El. Yud Ches Iyar 
What's the Gemara Yud Ches here? Two thirty nine. ER is two twenty one plus eighteen. It's two thirty nine. Two thirty nine plus the Kolo plus one is Gemara Malik. So he says that Lag Baomer Yud Ches is a Tikkun from Malik. So you see Pesach Sheni neutralizes Mitzrayim. And Lag Baomer neutralizes Amalek. So Pesach Sheni, we know, everybody knows what Chaz over. What was Pesach Sheni? So with that, there was a, there's a few good Yidden who are carrying the bones of Yosef at Tzadik. And they were Tameh. And we know someone who's Tameh can't do the Karm Pesach. And so they missed the Karm Pesach that year. So they were doing a mitzvah. But they were Tameh. Like in Mitzrayim, they were Tameh. Right? Tameh is actually, what's the Gemara Tameh? 50. Test Mem and then Al. Yeah? Because to get, to get out of Tumah, you need 50. But when a person's Tameh, and this wasn't a Tumah of, of, of even of bad things. This was a Tumah of good things, really. But still, they were not allowed to shak the Karm Pesach. They couldn't receive the Chizik, the Amun, the Kedusha, what Pesach has to offer. They couldn't remove the Mitzrayim from themselves. They were in a state of Tum. And they felt alone. They felt distant from Klal Yisrael. They felt distant from a Kaddish Baruch. They couldn't bring the carbon. Carbon is to become a car of yourself. Karev Nun. Carbon is Karev Nun. To get close to the 50. 50 means 50 days of leaving Tum, of Tum, of Mitzrayim. And they, they felt alone. And they were in pain. And what they do? They didn't just give up. They went to Moshe Benu and they said, with all the confidence in the world, why should we lack? Lama Nigara. Just because I'm Tameh, does that mean that I should feel sorry and I should feel like a loser and I should fall in the dirt? Who said such a thing? Just because I'm in Mitzrayim, we're in Mitzrayim, that means we should, we should come into a place of Atzlas and Atzlas? They said, no way. Give us a mitzvah. Get us out of this. Pesach Sheni. And a Kaddish Baruch gave them another chance. He gave them a chance to get out of their tomb. Because just because you fall in Tumah doesn't mean you're down and out. You're in, tum- you're in Tumah. So get up and call out to a Kaddish Baruch and you can pick yourself up. The problem, of course, is when you have a Malik whispering in your ear saying you can't get up. That's the problem. So comes Lag Bomer. What's Lag Bomer? We all know. Lag Bomer is the day that Rabbi Shem Baruch passed away. And his neshama was released. But says some of the Mepharshim, the Lagba Umar was also the day that he left the Ma'ar, he left the cave. Lagba Umar was the day of his freedom. What was he being free from? So everybody knows the Ma'isim. Rajbi spoke out against Rome, against the rulers of the world at that time, because they were, he believed that they were nothing, of course, and everything they did was just for Kalei so. But since Rome was on top of the world, and the world was twisted, and it was crooked, and people couldn't see their lefts and their rights, because when Rome's in charge, and there's Gilea Rais, and the Shrikas Domim, there's all the other good things that they were doing, so everything's crooked. Nowadays, we have certain people who are like that also. They think they mamish are the, the true, the MS Lamito, but they're, ma- they're so crooked, they can't even see how crooked they are. They're twisted. And Rashbi gets locked up, and he has to run away to a cave. He has to be away from the world, away from the crookedness. Twelve years. He's alone. 
He's with his son. They're alone. Shemba is alone because the world is twisted and he can't come out. Because if you're the Emes and the world is twisted, you get sent back into the cave. You can't live with us. You're Tommy. You messed up. Oh, that's it. Sorry, you're out of here. You can't, you can't be with us because we're perfect. Even that's also, of course, Sheker. Because every single person who says that is, is also Tommy. When people are crooked, you can't live with them. Rashbi goes in the cave. And he's alone. And he's by himself. And he feels distant. Topsy-turvy world. There's no freedom of speech. Until Agbomer. Until Agbomer. When he gets out. Yud Chasir. A time of freedom from a Malik. A time of freedom from the crookedness. It's only through Panimia Satar, of course. Panimius of yourself. Because even ourselves, we have two layers. If we live on the Chitzonius, which we always cycle, Chitzoni, Panimia, Chitzoni, Panimia. You can't, you can't change that. It's kind of, that's your whole life. When you're living in the world of the Chitzoni, you're twisted, you're crooked. You, make, you, you think wrong, you make bad decisions. But if you get to that place of Panimia, <clears throat> you're in the cave, you need your time, you need your time to call it. What do you think Rashbi was doing the whole time? He was davening and he was, and he was learning. The whole time. He had to go into a cave for 12 years to daven and to learn. Because the whole world is crooked. So sometimes when we become crooked, Hashem says, go into a cave. That's what I want from you now. I want you to daven. I want you to call out to me. That's what you need to do right now. And when you get to that place of Panimius, you can manage to come out of the cave. And no one's going to... And, and even if you do make a mistake, that's okay. I can fight through this. A Moloch's obliterated. He can't convince you anymore. That you can't get up, that you can't change, that you can't become pure. So Pesach Sheni fights against Mitzrayim. Pesach Sheni is a time where they felt alone, but they fought through that. They felt in a place of atzvus. They were depressed. They couldn't be with Klal but they said, "We're not going to let that get. That's not. That's not going to get us down." Lag Bomer is a time that fights against the Molik. the crookedness, the twistedness. Says Rajbi, go pinimi, go pinimi. That's how you get out of the crookedness, the twistedness. And then we could break out, we could be free. Two types of being alone, two types of freedoms. This is on the path from Mitzrayim to Arisina. And we all have this. Everybody has this. We cycle through. We just heard a mice. We could be going for a good 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 to Kufa. But eventually, we, uh, people get stuck. Kaddish Baruch Hu decides that it's time for you to go back to the cave and to go deeper because you maxed out on that madriga that you were holding by. And it's painful. And you feel alone. And you feel distant from everything and everybody because you, you, Kaddish Baruch Hu made you go from Panimi to Chitzoni. When you're Chitzoni, you don't feel connected because you once, you knew what it meant to be connected. And when you're plugged in and you know what it means to daven and to learn and to speak truth. When you know what that feels like, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes you out of that, and you go into the world of Chitzoni, you mamish feel discombobulated. You feel, you feel distant. You feel you're alone from yourself. You don't even, you're just not connected. So that's why you got to go back. You got to go back to the cave. You got to dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Pesach Shenedek. And say, I'm not going to leave until you, until you open me up, until you get me out of this cave. I'm not going to stop davening to you until I go back to Panimi and you give me my mitzvahs back. You give me myself back. You call out. 
lift me up. You just keep singing it again and again. You know what the gematria Amalek and Mitzrayim is? What's the only way to get out of Amalek and Mitzrayim when they're combined? What's the gematria Amalek and Mitzrayim? Amalek is 240, Mitzrayim is 380. No? Six, Math majors? 620. 620. Yeah. Two, all right. 240 and 380. No? Math. Yeah, 620. What's 620? Kuf, Suf, Rish. Kesser. You know what Kesser is? Kesser's are the crown where you just keep reaching up because Hashem has the crown. You know what Kesser is? Kesser is the amount of words in the Sarsa Dibris. You know what Kesser is? It's 620 because it's 613 mitzvahs say and 7 mitzvahs derabana. He said, Kodesh I'm not giving up. I know the Amis. Kesser is that madriga above where we're holding. Right? Kesser is our potential. So if a person maxes out on a certain madriga, how do you get to the potential? Hashem says, I'm going to mess you up. You're going to go into a cave. You're going to cry for six months. And you get to your next day. <coughs> if you're so. That's Kesser. That's above a Molech in Mitzrayim. It's the only way. Kesser is Torah. Kesser Torah. That's the 50th. That's the Kariv Nun. That's the Karben. Pesach Shem. That's what Rajbi got. He got to the 50th gate of Bin. And everybody has that potential. So the two paragraphs. Let's go back to the song now. Two paragraphs here. What's the difference? So without going into every line, I think the first paragraph is the fight against the Malik and the second paragraph is the fight against Mitzrayim. I'll read you some lines. In the first paragraph, in the third line, in the second line, I seem to stumble backwards, but there's many surprises when you're rising. A Malik attacked us by surprise, Yeah. You're rising, you're leaving Mitzrayim, and then you get attacked. A surprise attack. Right? Confusing. That's a moment. Because, what does he say? When you're rising, the little things become so giant. Topsy-turvy. Twisted. Right? The little things, but they became so big. Why? Confusion takes a hold of me. Who's confusion? Amalek. The thoughts making us crazy. Then I forget who I am. You forgot who you are? That's a Malik. Confusing. Bilbul Hadas. You have no Das. But the Tikkun is, but I don't forget <clears throat> whose I am. What a line. That's deep. You might forget who you are, right? Because you lost your Pinimi self. You don't know who you are. But you never forget whose you are. You never forget about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rajbi's in the cave. It's confusing over there. But he never forgot about a Baruch. You can read all the lines here. I could be wrong. I could be making this up. We'll find out in a few minutes. <laughs> and then you get to Mitzrayim. Then you get to the second paragraph. So when you're Mitzrayim and you're stuck in this place and you have to just keep moving, there's no feeling. You're in a state of atzis. You're just no feeling because taivas take away your feelings from mitzvahs. The hardest thing to deal with is to move without feelings. Seeing all of my mistakes, being stuck in the past. That's right. What does he say towards the end? So that they can testify on me all I did to break free. A geula from Mitzrayim. And to glorify your name. I gave back what you gave me. What did you give me? You gave me Pesach Shani. To get me out. So first paragraph, 
It's from a place of a molek, from a place of being confused, knocked out. And the second paragraph of Mitzrayim, just being in a state of tumah and feeling down. And so what's the chorus? What's Levi singing to bring up Nisim, right? I've been down, I've been twisted. I've been down in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim and I've been twisted by a molek. That's what it means to be twisted. Oh Lord, get me lifted high above the stars where there's no limit. Lift me out of Mitzrayim, but not just that. Because if I just get out of Mitzrayim, a Moloch's still there to attack me. So I need to be lifted so far above the stars where there's no limit. Don't get, I don't want to be confused by Moloch. I want to get to no limit. I want to get to Kesser. And when you get to that place, when Hashem lifts you up out of Mitzrayim, He lifts you so high above the stars there's no limit by Kesser, then at least for the time being, right? Till the next journey, your mama shall. Because sometimes we get out of Mitzrayim, we still have a Moloch. And sometimes we get out of a Moloch, but we still have a Mitzrayim. Because they com- they com- they com- the combo attack us all the time. The only way is through the Kesser, through the 50, Sarsadibris, with Torah. Because when a person learns Torah every day, it keeps his head up high. With the feel of calling out, with the Hizbaididis, going into the Ma'ara, finding some water. And that's the journey of a Jew. This is our life. that we have songs that can be Mechazikas, because everybody can... Feel what Nisim is singing, what Levi is singing. We go through it. Everybody goes through it certain times. Or you know somebody is going through it. So Baruch Hashem, nowadays we have people who can sing songs that can, be, that can go inside, that can get inside of us deep, that can mechazek us and lift us up. So uh, I hope we did justice to the song over here. So let's listen to it again. Let's do it again so everybody can get into the words, get into the feeling. And then if Nisim, if you want to add anything else at the end, please, I'd love to hear. Okay. And at the end, end, sometimes we write a tefillah also. Very nice. Very nice. The Torah's into tefillahs. Very nice. So let's listen. Look at the words again. Or just be in a zone. Pick whatever you want.
Lazar. I'm with him. Absolutely. And above us. I agree. I lost, wow. I lost the continuity. I've been down and I've been twisted all along. Get me lifted. Put me in battles on the home front. I think I'm in need of backup. Every time I think I got it, then I seem to stumble backwards. Many surprises when you rise and the little things become so giant. Confusion takes a hold of me. Then I forget who I am, but I don't forget whose I am. I need restoration. Shem. 
Uh, <coughs> only that. I'm only adding to. Only adding to. Rabbi says his. Um, probably where, where we we go up is the climax of the second verse, where it says the hardest thing to deal with is to move without feelings, because Hashem, just because you're gone, I still gotta go. Hashem, you still gave me what to do, so I still have to go, even though. I, I can't feel you, Hashem. I don't feel the siyata tishmaya. I still gotta run for some reason. I think it was in the Siva Shalom that brings over there on the uh, on the on the Cohen who, who will go out and, and give over. There's a few different things inside the Gemara over there that talks about which one says it's Rabbi Kiva, or it's different that uh, you know one when, when the Cohen goes and gets everybody all riled up before the war, right? What's the reason that they say? I mean, is the guy afraid that he's gonna get an onish? Is he afraid that he's and it, what's the reason that he that he's afraid? At the end of the at the end of the day, the terrorist is not about, you're not allowed to be afraid of the war. <laughs> no matter if you have an onyanshir, you have a veyrus, you have anything, and you, and you don't warrant Hashem's protection, you're still not allowed to be afraid of the war. Hashem's still sending you to the battle, so a person still has to have that war. So to move without feelings, Hashem, and I see things, I see signs, there's glimmers of hope. Every once in a while, his soldiers have something there. Somebody has said a word and some bracha, it was a tefillah or something in there. But I don't know really what your will is with all of this, Hashem, because now you made yourself distant from me. And I don't know what the real is. Feeling my back's against the wall, I see all of my mistakes, and I want to fix everything immediately. But without you, it's impossible for me to do that. And so from my insides, I will call, but then it doesn't even ring. It's one thing to call, and then you get some ringing. You at least know you dial the number. If you call and there's nothing ringing, <laughs> you may not even reach anything. You may not even reach nothing. But Hashem, I'm going to call you. And how, how? it's one thing if I'm calling and you're just not picking up. At least the phone rang. Then I can, I can at least say, Hashem, I called. I know, you, I know you knew that I was calling because the phone was ringing. But when am I going to say that I'm calling and I hear nothing? It says, so... <clears throat> Meaning that sometimes a person, mamish feels cold, completely cold. The shimmy's so distant from me. The shimmy, I don't feel like I'm having any siyata dishmai. No, no, sorrows or nothing. I'm having these moments. It says, from my insides, I will call, but then it doesn't even ring. They all say how much you love me. So how could it be? I used to know that you love me. Now, Shim, I'm relying on the Sephora Makadoshim that tell me that you love me. I used to know that you love me. But now I'm listening to Reb Nachman say that you love me. And I'm saying, they saying that you love me. So then, if that's the case, Hashem, how could it be that you would let me destroy myself? I need saving from me. Hashem, you're going to allow me to destroy myself, but you love me. How would you allow me to do that to myself? How can I destroy myself? Because when I look around, I'm the one left with all this, all these bilbulim and all these tithes and all this, and nobody else. I can't point a finger at anybody. So Hashem, it must be that I'm destroying myself. So... What am I going to say? Everything that I mentioned to all of you guys, how much I went, how much I cried to Yeshiva, and I went there, I went there, and I cried. So what is going to be, Chacham says, and I know it probably says another place in Halacha, that the amount of sweat that a person does in order to prepare for Shabbos, they take this and they wash a person's affairs with it. So I said to Hashem, take all these tears from these tefillahs and use that as the ink. When I go up to write my book, allow them to testify on me. All I did to break free, because I didn't sit down. I screamed. The only time a person is chayiv is if they're in the field. If they didn't scream. But if the person screamed, 
Shimon screamed. I have tears to prove it. And Shimon bringing a bag full of tears. And from that, you could use that as the ink to write on it. And, uh, Shimon, these are my tefillahs in, in every single way that, uh, that I've been able to Amish put on a, on a record and a song for, for people to enjoy. So a song comes out, Lag Baoma. It's a nice video we shot down the street in Lawrence. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the last time I was probably over here was shooting this video. So, Baruch Hashem. So, it's a big excuse to be able to, that you're using these words for this Chaburah. It's Hashem. Shav Bizoka to break free during this time. Pesach Shane, Lag Baoma. Thank you. Shvaya, big excuse. Big excuse. Thank you so much because. It's so refreshing to hear someone's going to be vulnerable and raw and real that can uplift just be a song that has boundless. I mean, we just mm-hmm. tapped in just, uh, just the background that you gave us, obviously. But I think everyone, every individual can connect to it in their own, their own life, their own struggles, their own challenges. And it's just so real that it's refreshing. So we Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Liz. Sure.